Well, good day and welcome to this session on Spire. We're going to try to demonstrate a bit of the Spire product to you in our time together, but also to explain its position in the market. And uh, we're going to look first here at the core functionality inspire in a future episode we'll deal with some of the other advanced features inside there we'll also look a bit at the reporting options and uh, additionally explore a bit in ap and ar as we progress so uh, i am randy johnston out of hutchinson kansas have done uh, accounting software education for 40 plus years have been on the top 25 thought leader list since uh, its inception in 2011, including this year of 2022. Uh, also, I'm on the top 100 list of uh, accounting today since 2004. Write columns on a regular basis, and you're certainly welcome to reach out and connect with us as well. Now, beyond that, this podcast will give you a CPE if you're listening live today. And if not, you'll be able to uh, listen to uh, the podcast and take exam questions afterwards. Uh, it's really very straightforward. But this podcast you're listening to today is, occurs twice a week on uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. We try to do reviews, analysis, and training on various topics and mobile apps and Excel and so forth. And then you can watch or listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, and other sources. So do check us out in those areas. Now, again, to uh, get credit for today's podcast, uh, you can simply take a short five-question quiz. The certificate of completion will be sent through our uh, CPE partner, K2 Enterprises. You have a copy of the materials available. And of course, you can ask questions along the way. So if this is your first podcast, uh, do listen uh, at, as our guest using the coupon code one free podcast, and we're happy to provide you the uh, education and CPE credit that way. In all of our presentations, the copyrights, uh, including all product names, logos, and brands are property of their respective owners. And uh, we use them on our website and in our presentations for identification of purposes only. It doesn't represent an endorsement. This session is educational use only. Uh, I'll talk about recommendations and positioning, but we want you to do your own due diligence. And any images that you see either come from Flat Icon, Unsplash, or uh, others. You will be prompted for uh, attendance today. We have uh, questions to um, gauge your engagement. You should see uh, approximately uh, four in our time together today. Remember that you do have to respond to three of those four. When a prompt comes up, select response to confirm your attendance. The system will track your responses. And uh, when you respond, you should uh, uh, be able to accumulate the responses needed for uh, credit. Now, we won't always announce the attendance prompts, so keep an eye out for them as we go. You have to respond again to three of the four to receive full credit. You'll receive your certificate via email within two days. And if you have any issues with uh, attendance and certificates, visit CPE today for questions. Further, 
when you take our courses, we really want you to complete the evaluation form. It should pop up in a browser window automatically when the session completes. It'll take you just uh, one, two, three minutes to complete it. Your feedback is very important. We'd sure like to hear from you in the form of uh, evaluations. Additionally, we'll try to answer your questions the best we can. So if you have a question at any point, send it in. We'll try to respond to it as quickly as we're happy uh, as, as we can. We're happy to do that. And we're also happy to explain things uh, in more than one way uh, along the way. Additionally, if you've got insights or experience, that helps us with you and other attendees. If you have any technical issues, just use the chatter Q&A functionality to ask for help. on CPE Today talking about uh, an acronym called PROP, which basically is Process and Resource Operation Planning. Now, we think that Spire Systems represents a class of products in this category. We consider them one of the innovators and one of the more complete uh, products in this category. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. Now, why, the, why we think Spire really fits in this is they've got lots of features that qualify them in that way, and they are well beyond entry-level accounting. They do lot and serialized tracking and inventory. They do location-based uh, inventories as well. You can run the product in a browser. It is customizable, and it already has built-in extensible fields. You can choose to run this product premise-based, on-premise, or in the cloud. And that's an interesting twist because you can really do it hybrid as well. In other words, part of your users local and part of them coming at you through browsers or mobile devices. The product has very extensive functionality at a reasonable cost in a single platform. Part of the reason we talk about the prop systems is for businesses that need more capabilities than an entry-level uh, system has, uh, the likes of competitors of Zero uh, or Intuit QuickBooks or uh, Zoho Books, but less than a mid-market product, the likes of Acumatic or Sage Intact or Dynamics 365, which are far more expensive solutions. These fit these prop solutions fit a segment of the market that is you know quite uh, needed and keeps you from spending way too much money on solving accounting and inventory related problems. So again, prop, what is it? It is process and resource operation planning. We see these as solutions for small, medium businesses that need more than entry level or can't solve the problems that they have with entry level solutions plus a cluster or a group of add-ons. Now, again, we can teach you about each of those entry-level systems as well and many of the add-ons, but we find that for many businesses, buying everything in one from a single supplier makes more sense. Uh, prop solutions are kind of in between the high-end uh, ERPs and the low-end entry uh, levels. And as I've already laid out, they're clearly at a lower price point with far more functionality, often saving you uh, thousands and tens of thousands of dollars compared to an ERP. And oddly enough, an entry-level solution plus add-ons, props actually may be uh, less expensive than those as well with more functionality. So all of that said, 
Um, if you think about the accounting software market as having different levels of capabilities, uh, broken up in five tiers in this pyramid format, uh, ERPs represent the upper portion of the pyramid. Entry level re represents the base of the pyramid and prop is kind of everything in between. Uh, my best guesstimate for you is there are a few dozen of these products out there, but there's five or six that clearly are a leader. And we think Spire probably falls in that category. So that said, uh, let's take a moment then and just talk about prop applications. What did they do for you? Do they manage processes? Do they manage resources? Do they manage operations? Uh, do they do all of the above? What do you think? And as you're reflecting on that, notice that the acronym is a bit of a giveaway, but the real key here is that entry-level solutions will generally do general ledger, accounts payable, accounts receivable, and maybe a little more. But when it comes to inventory, costing, uh, and more expensive, more sophisticated uh, integrations, uh, kitting, bill of materials, serialized inventory, those type of features, they tend to be a little short. So I hope you've had enough time to think about that because I believe that PROP, which does stand for Process, Resource, and Operations, the correct answer is all of the above. Well, let's turn our attention to Spire and uh, want to talk about a few things related to the company. Spire basically charges based on need and use. Now, uh, probably 20 years ago, vendors began charging by the user. That became a real common way of doing it. Only a few platforms don't really charge by the user nowadays. But with Spire, you've actually got multiple different ways to get this. First, you can just do a leasing, as they would call it, and that is a recurring charge for the software, X amount per month, for example. Or you can purchase the software outright. That's the traditional way things were done uh, in even as little as 10 years ago, but 20 years ago, it was almost all that way. You'd purchase the software, you'd optionally pay maintenance on the software, and as the entire technology profession has morphed towards more annual recurring revenue. Lots of companies only offer leases. And for SaaS products, they don't allow you to uh, have an on-premise installation. Spire lets you choose, which I think is one of the magic uh, formulas that is still val valid and valuable today because you get to choose. Spire will work with you or their partners will work with you to find the best pricing uh, possible. So I am actually going to uh, step over for just a minute to uh, their website. And I just want to show you that uh, off of the website, there is, you know, the leasing information. And it really tries to lay out why leasing works. Uh, you don't have to touch your line of credits. You get a little more buying power. There could be tax benefits. Uh, you know, it helps protect against inflation and you can match that expenditure with your revenues. Now, the Spire website does uh, lay out quite a bit about their product. I usually will take a moment here and intentionally show their comparison too, because the Spire product 
is above entry level. So they RP, uh, formerly known as ACPAC, a clear mid-market product. And I believe that their representation uh, of the capabilities, the representation of the capabilities is pretty clearly correct here. And you'll notice that things like multi-currency and production management is all uh, included and that they do multiple companies and it's included with the technology as well. So I wanted to make sure that you were aware of that and that uh, again, the pricing information for leasing is in that uh, world. Well, anyway, your materials should link through so you can get to that grid. And um, Spire has multiple different approaches for partnering as well. Now, it turns out if you are an accounting firm, uh, uh, and it can be at all levels, and you want to actually sell Spire to your clients as opposed to being a partner for an entry-level product or a mid-range product, they have a very attractive accountant uh, program, as I see it. They are genuine about their desire to work with their partners and commit a lot of different deliverables to you. And they hope that you will be able to use those to work with your clients as well. Now, to give you a bit of a sense of that, the accountant partner program has some requirements on your side, but they're not over the top. For example, uh, they expect you to sell at least 36 product. Well, that isn't very much of Spire. Uh, so very few installations required. They also provide you uh, a platform to use for your own business or for demonstration purposes. So it basically allows you to run your entire operation with their uh, platform. Uh, you can, you, you have to actually, not can, you have to complete the Spire Partner curriculum with a passing grade of 80%. And you get full access to their entire teaching platform. Uh, they expect you, if you're the accountant partner, to provide the first line of post-sales support with your client base, but help you on the backside with their ticketing system. They expect you to maintain your certifications over a period of time. Most of partners do that. And you automatically receive 20% of the renewals on any uh, partner, I'm sorry, on any client installations as part of the partner program. Now, these uh, margin uh, kickbacks uh, basically vary by platform. 20% is fair, but notice that if you're doing at least one new Spire client per year, you receive 40% margin on all software uh, sales. In other words, the uh, purchase option, and you receive 25% on the subscription model, the lease option, if you will, and you get 20% of all cloud uh, server pieces. So uh, beyond that, they list you in their partners, in their reseller listing on the partner site. Uh, 
you need to maintain a current client base with entry level or mid market. And the channel team actually will help on cross selling. And in many cases, if you've got mid market clients, they can actually come down market and save thousands or tens of thousands a year. And if you've got entry level clients, you can actually go up market with them and uh, in many cases solve problems that they've had that they've been solving in separate systems. They do ask that you have a marketing or sales staff to work the Spire opportunities, and they do distribute leads among their base, and that you have a Spire section on your website. So they'll provide some help there. Now, if that's too much of a commitment to you, you don't really want to be a full-level VAR-like partner, you could participate in their advisor program. And this is for accounting firms that want to recommend Spire, but not sell or install it. And basically what happens here is you are then assigned to work with a Spire partner to place the orders. Uh, there's no fee to be in this program. You still get the not-for-profit or not-for-resale, a copy of Spire for your own business. And you still do need to uh, complete the Spire education, which again, they've got their full library to do that. And they're asking you to just provide Spire as a potential solution when you are uh, working with clients that are typically outgrowing entry level. Now, the Spire network, advisor network piece, we also have linked in uh, to our, your materials. And here the program is laid out, uh, really just talks about some of the other pieces and uh, a way to apply for the Spire network uh, options. Okay. Well, it is time to turn our attention to uh, some of the features inside Spire so you can see what it looks like and how it works. Uh, we're going to spend our time in today's session dominantly looking at the core accounting features. We're going to focus around GL, AR, AP, and some of the reporting items. So at this point, I'm going to uh, break out of the um, presentation materials. And I'm going to um, re resume. I had actually already logged into the uh, Spire system. And uh, the menuing here is uh, basically two styles. One, the traditional, uh, you know, file edit options type of menu, which each have options. We'll take a look at all of those together in a moment. And then there are direct links into core functionality down the left side. These options can be reordered. So, you know, if you want a particular option to be in one position or another, like we'll look at general ledger, you can move them around in the menu, uh, drag and drop style. And then, um, within any of the menus, you'll see a presentation that's different in the main section. But the product does allow multiple companies and can do consolidations. Uh, they also have a calendar and uh, communications piece. Now, uh, I'm gonna just click on the calendar item because you can see I have demonstrate uh, Spire on my calendar here, but I also have communications that's available and we can set kind of a to-do list in the calendar and communications sections. So that all works pretty well. Now, another part of Spire that is uh, universal is they have built the entire system using the Google Chromium engine for browsing. So 
within the system, you can make browser connections to inside and outside world, but you can also um, use Spire from a browser on a tablet, on a mobile phone, or if you want to run the thin client, you can do it that way. I'm going to run today in their thick client, and uh, that's what we're actually in right now. Now, beyond that, notice that we can set up and control payments and currencies and shipping methods and so forth. We'll come back and visit those as our time allows. Uh, we will also spend a little bit of time here in the customer uh, AR side of the world and in the AP and vendor side of the world. Uh, most likely in part two, we'll spend more time inside inventory, but this is a of complex inventory multi-warehouse product that has a lot of capabilities in production. Uh, we'll spend a little bit of time in purchasing, most likely in part two, and we'll deal with sales more in part two of our time together, where they have a complete sales order capability, a point of sale that can be run, uh, management of territories and a multi-level pricing matrix, which is typically not included in smaller systems. Uh, the product also runs payroll, uh, Canadian and U.S. is the basic style. And uh, then they have a few more uh, utility tools. So basically, that's the upper level menu. Uh, let's take a look now inside the general ledger itself. Now, uh, the general ledger, as you can see, is fairly quick, fairly responsive. Uh, it is a tab orientation, so you can see accounts and allocations and summary and transactions and recurring entry and the reporting on the upper tabs across the general ledger section. You can multi-launch this. I'm not going to do that today because I think that is actually uh, more confusing, but you can have multiple windows open at the same time. I'm going to drill down into petty cash here with just a simple double click. I'm going to leave the spire piece running in the background so you have a little context of where I'm at. But here we're inside a single chart of account. And uh, the navigation buttons are the traditional video playback buttons. So if we want to step forward into the RBC bank account or into cash and check receipts, we can do that or we can back up just as easily. Uh, now, beyond that, you'll notice that there's another little submenu that's occurred here, including the transactions. So you can see here in Petty Cash, we've just made a single originating transaction. You can see the balances over a period of time, any history related to that, any communications, and there's user-defined fields as well. But if we uh, take a look here, let's get into the RBC account here, you'll notice that we can do grouping and subgrouping and classify um, you know, any particular account. The transaction depth is uh, you know, uh, comprehensive, multi-year, if you will. Uh, again, you can see the balances over a period of time. So you can see uh, period imbalancing over uh, a while. We're in sample data, so some of this will look funky to you, but don't worry about that too much. Uh, but the idea here is you've got rapid access to all of this type of information. And when we switch from one uh, account to another, it's almost instantaneous to show these various balances. And you don't see that type of performance in a lot of the systems that are in the market. Well, if we go all the way back to that to first petty cash and then over to the RBC bank uh, and look at 
the transactions themselves. If we want to drill in, you'll notice that we can do one more drill down. And at this point, we're seeing all of the debits and credits related to that account in the periods that are out there. So uh, pretty uh, capable drill down capability. The system has recurring uh, entry capabilities. And of course, you can also do reversing entries within the system as well. So uh, you don't see those type of capabilities in a lot of the entry level systems, uh, certainly don't see them as cleanly exposed as that. One other point that I'll make is that in the general ledger, reconciliation is available throughout. You know, in some larger, to buy the reconciliation module separately. In other systems, you're um, limited to reconcile only a few accounts, mainly in the cash, uh, checking, and credit card areas. But this one basically has reconciliation for you know a broad number of of uh, products. Now, I wanted to. Uh, note that it looks like another user's in the system here and notice that it's locked. And so you can see it's in use by uh, that system. We can take ownership uh, and go ahead and do the work if we know, in fact, that user's not in the system right now. You also see that there will be notes that will appear upon occasion. We'll see those in a little different context. So the general ledger itself that's the basic detail approach. Now, um, I think where I'm going to head next is just to give you a peek into the reporting itself. Now, the reports can be templated, and uh, a number of them are included. I'm going to start with just the financial reporting uh, capabilities. And um, in this particular case, I'm simply going to... Um, proceed. Sorry, I couldn't get a, the right word to come out. I'm just going to continue. Uh, one of those type of words would work with creating the reports. Now, the way this works is the little printer icon up here at the top. Um, let me hover over it again so you might be able to see that. It actually displays the report list. And so the report list here uh, can be customized. It does include standard balance sheet income statement, uh, trial balance capabilities. Uh, I've ticked off multiple different options here, but I would point out that um, this is one of the systems that can actually do 13 period accounting. Many of the systems in the market can only do monthly, but if you're in businesses that need, you know, a consistent period year over year type of uh, reporting, restaurant industry and a great example of that, 13 period accounting is invaluable. And uh, we we believe that you should be looking for systems that can do 13 period accounting and a lot of the common entry level products cannot. Now, the capabilities here allow you to uh, print or email or print and email the products. I'm going to do the preview though, so you can just see what the reports look like. They're very straightforward in this system. Uh, here you can see I've got a multi-page balance sheet. So it's displaying the first page. We can navigate with the same type of buttons. Uh, forward, back, last. So if we want to go to the third page in the balance sheet, we can. Like other things that we've seen within the system, you will note that there are tabs to get to the various reports. So here's a comparative financial statement, a 12-period uh, financial statement, an income statement in general, and a trial balance 
uh, statement. So each one of these various statements have the same navigation capability of going one to another uh, throughout. So a fair bit of detail within these reports. Now, uh, beyond the reporting capability, if I simply come back to the accounts themselves, you'll notice I have the ability to export and I can export in Excel or CSV format inside the system. So that gets us a quick, um, quick overview of the general ledger capabilities. Now, um, I'm actually going to step over for just a moment and uh, pick up a little bit in the customer and AR category. So again, what I'd like for you to note is as I say from customers or vendors, response here is very, very quick. So from a user perspective, you're, you won't have to wait on much is probably what I would say about this. Now, now that you've got a bit of an orientation to how the system works, Notice that the style is consistent throughout between GL, ARAP, inventory, uh, payroll, all of it winds up being very, very similar. Uh, if you're in an individual record, you can double click to get into it. There's generally gonna be tabs that separate the major categories and sub tabs below that. So you'll notice that I've got addresses, including a billing address that's set up. So when we look at the billing, you can see the typical balances here in AR. Uh, there's also general ground, including uh, you know various fields that you can use as you see fit. Uh, historical information is available. Any credit cards that are on file are uh, maintained. Any open AR. Special pricing by customer. Now we'll put that off for part two of this series, but we have pricing by product in a price matrix and we have pricing by customer in a price matrix. We can see the historical sales, any other integrations that they have and any equipment that's out there. So again, I'm going to step across uh, you know, record to record because you'll see that these are various customers where you can see products that are in play. So in effect, if you think about us moving across customer base in a particular category, that in effect is what's going on with this particular view. Now, if we're in a customer and we want to create an order, we can create an order pretty much on the spot. So if I want to create an order, it'll go over into the order entry uh, area, or we could get to the order entry, you know, from a, a very, uh, another place. But that's the basic customer uh, orientation. AR overlays those same customer records. Uh, you can see that we can do batch work in here and apply financial charges. But basically what's happening is the AR itself is very simple summary of the customer records. We can see uh, charges that have been made and the basic demographic information of phone and contact information and when we last invoiced and uh, credit limits, those types of issues. Uh, and of course, can do that across multiple uh, different customers in a rather straightforward way. So uh, AR looks like that, but let's come over into the reporting side. Now, again, remember how you saw this work in General Ledger? It's the same type of deal. You step over to the reporting tab and you can see we've got AR reports. So if we generate AR reports, you can see an aged uh, receivable list, a customer statement, and historic accounts receivable. We're just going to preview those to see, you know, here's 
the typical aged AR list. Uh, this is demo data, so I have a lot of it over 120. And then we can also see customer statements. It'll take a minute to generate those, but this literally is your last statement run uh, that went out inside this system. So um, one other thing that you know I I don't like to do, but we often wind up doing these type of things, is we can do accounts receivable letters. So if I want to do uh, accounts payable. Uh, current payment list. In fact, let's just go ahead and tick both those off because they don't take long to run. And it uh, looks like in the time frame that I have, I don't have any transactions, but that's the basic customer interface and AR. Now, as uh, an old programmer of a lot of these systems, one of the things that I learned pretty quickly is that if I wrote a good AR system, I it to make a good accounts payable system. And there's a lot of mirrored pieces on ARAP. So as you would expect, the view and style of AP is very similar to AR. And I did not step through all these tabs, probably need to go back and do that in AR. But you can see here again, you've got all the addressing information, the billing information, uh, some general background, the uh, statistics, uh, the accounts payable, any special vendor pricing that you get from this particular supplier, purchases that you've made, and then T4s or T 1099s in our world uh, in the U.S. market. So, uh, you know, as you step through the various vendors, you have the ability to, to find that. But one thing that I'll just note for you, uh, notice this has the word Acme in here. And in the basic search inside uh, Spire, you can type a word like Acme, and it will show you where that occurs throughout the entire system. So you'll notice by typing, typing Acme, I got Acme Systems. Now, I don't know if there's other vendors that have systems out there. Looks like there is. But if I simply type the word systems, notice that I've got a search by word across the entire platform. And in this case, you can see I've got vendors for Acme Systems, Fortis, Moet, uh, CGI, and Tarragon all available here. We can set filters, by the way, on some of these items. That's uh, probably a topic for another day because right now I'm just trying to get you the overall orientation to how this uh, system looks and feels. Uh, you might have noticed I had uh, Canada Revenue. So I'm just going to put revenue in here and there's Canada Revenue Agency. So again, we can search in all sorts of methodologies here for our vendors. And again, we could pick lots of other topics along that line, but you I hope are beginning to get the idea here. Now, beyond the general tab, which we've already done, there are some very specific uh, subtopics, including uh, multiple different addresses, and the system has the ability to do mapping. Uh, sales taxes can be calculated, some order defaults, some communications, and so forth. So you've got a, a variety of those types of capabilities. Now, I've showed you a little bit of the reporting, so I think it is probably wise for us to go back then and uh, return to our presentation for the moment. And I, I wanted to give you a quick look at the GL, the AR, the AP, and the reporting. 
And realistically, we'll talk more about this in a moment, but the GL is really the basis of all accounting systems. And real, realistically, double entry accounting has been the basis of accounting for hundreds of years. We really support this with journals, sales journals, purchase journals, cash receipt journals, cash payments, and all these journal entries are summarized up in the general ledger. We'll look more at those in just a moment, but I hope you're ready for a question, which probably uh, should have been done a few minutes ago, which are not the main purposes of the general journal. It's the master ledger of all transactions. It's a master ledger of all journal entries. It's a listing of all cloud banking transactions, or it's a roster of all your employees. So what do you think there on that one? And as you have a chance to think about that, the general journal has a pretty important uh, uh, purpose, but we're asking the opposite which are not the main purposes of the general journal. So it is not a master ledger of transactions or journal entries or employees, but it is a listing. Of, uh, it is not a listing of all cloud banking transactions. Okay, sorry about fumbling that a little bit, but you get it. Now, I probably demonstrated a bit more in the reporting tools than maybe I should have otherwise done. But in Spire, you can see that there's easily generated reports in several different formats. Uh, we'll go back now and spend a little bit of time in profit and loss and income statement. We'll spend some time in the balance sheet and some of the tax reports and other inventory reports here. Uh, and of course, I had shown you a few of the specialized items before. But let's break out of this one more time. And in this particular case, because we're mainly interested in the financial reports, I'm going to go return to general ledger and I'm going to go back to the reporting and exporting capabilities. So first, first off, just a reminder that I can take all my GL accounts and export them in Excel format or CSV format. If I return to my customers for just a minute, notice that I can export customers in Excel or CSV format. Hope you can see that okay. And by the way, if I do the same thing with vendors, notice the export button again. You're seeing the pattern. I hope it's Excel and it's CSV. But since I'm in vendors, let's just go ahead and take a look at the accounts payable. And you'll notice the export here is an age accounts payable in Excel and CSV format. So pretty much throughout the system, wherever you're seeing reporting, you've got the export of just about everything. Let's do, look at something we haven't looked at, for example, sales. And we'll just go to the sales section and you'll notice the sales piece has sales orders. So we prefer you leave data inside the system. But if you want to do some analysis, you can pick up almost anything in Excel and CSV format. Well, beyond that, if you return to any area and you want to do the reports that are in that section, you can choose the different categories. So if we take uh, GL transactions or any other reports, let's just stay with the financial reports here for just a minute, we can use the printer looking button, if you remember, to display reports. And we either can print, email, 
or preview them. We can tick off the ones that we want. And when we do a preview, we have the um, ability to print the reports. It's here that we can generate PDFs of these, if that's how we'd like to do it, or we can physically send it to a printer. And you'll notice if we export it at this point, you can do a native PDF uh, export right on the spot as well. Uh, likewise, if you're um, appropriately equipped on your machines, you can just do a simple print and print them that way. We think the native export to PDF is superior here, but I also want to point out that Spire claims to have exporting in about any format. And notice in this report, I can go to PDF, I can go to Crystal formats. That's a report writer that's been around for decades. I can go back into older versions of Excel, or I can put them out in Microsoft Word or rich text formats, or I can also pick up tab and text or XML formats from in here. So the vendor's doing a pretty good job of making the reports available in just about any format that you would care for. Now, of course, the balance sheet's uh, fairly straightforward in this particular case. There is formatting capabilities. Uh, you know, this is the default uh, format of the balance sheet. And if we want to simply look at an income statement, the income statement, uh, again, can be customized and formatted, but you can see it's period to date, quarter to date, and year to date by, uh, by default. But there is also a variant of the P&L that is a comparative statement. So you can do, uh, you know, this period versus the same year last year and the variance in dollars and percent. So you've got good reporting capability across the PL against the um, income statement and balance sheets. And you also have full trial balance exposure. So if you just want to do a raw trial balance, you can see that as well. Now, there's other reportings available. And if we simply look at, uh, you know, payroll, for example, you can do tax reporting out at this level. So if I simply pull out the you know, uh, T4 statements, the equivalent of our 1099s, we can generate those straight away. Uh, in Canada, you can export those directly to uh, Canada Revenue Agency, and you can also generate them in electronic format for US 1099s. Uh, again, you've got multiple different ways to put these out, including Excel and CSV and several other formats. So tax reports come out in lots of different ways. Likewise, by the way, you know, if we start doing inventory type of reporting, again, you can come out to the reporting area and customize the report, save reports in the format that you want, and be very granular about what you select. So uh, I hope you're beginning to see that the variance in the reporting capability is the reporting tools themselves are pretty easy to use. That's why I'd actually say you can easily generate reports from inside Spire in all sorts of formats. So probably time for our next question. What report export formats are available for Spire? You've got PDF. Do you have Excel? Do you have CSV? Do you have all of the above and more? What is it you think? So we'll let you reflect on that question for just a minute because uh, I've tried to demonstrate that 
Excel and CSV are certainly options. I've tried to demonstrate that PDF is certainly an option. So it's pretty clear that all three of those are. And it turns out, I believe that the correct answer is that you can put out these reports in all of the above and more. Well, as we turn our attention now then to a little bit more time inside um, AR, here with this system, you can easily manage customer sales and receivables. So I'm gonna to try to demonstrate a few things with inventories and payment options and some of the customizations and some of the contact management. I wouldn't call it CRM and a little bit of the reporting and analytics behind that. But beyond uh, those items in AR, I'll also in, uh, step over and show you a few more things in the AP side. And here you can quickly manage vendors and payments and uh, how we might do electronic funds transfers and invoices and other vendor management uh, items, including 1099s and T4s. So again, I'll watch the clock a little bit here, just knowing how time is running on us. I'm going to escape out of our presentation again, and uh, we'll just try to spend a, a moment in the AR side first, and then over into AR. Now, in terms of the uh, invoicing itself, uh, if we choose, you know, some of the items here, you know, generating customer statements is fairly straightforward. Uh, and it'll take me just a minute to generate those. You saw this a little bit earlier, but you'll notice that I just generated 43 uh, invoices by simply going into that section of the system and, you know, creating the basic statements. So pretty straightforward to get that item done. Uh, Beyond that, notice that the uh, customer address pieces are easily looked up inside here as well. Now, if you look at payment options that are available inside the customer, let's come over to that side of it for just a minute and um, consider how things might be accomplished. Notice that we can maintain credit cards on file for the customer. And we can also do, uh, you know, the billing itself from inside the system. Um, in terms of customizations of this system, there's a, a variety of uh, default fields, but there's also a number of user-defined fields. And the customizations here really wind up being items that we can add to our um, system, our installation of Spire. When this system is upgraded, the installations tend to stick pretty well. So we can take a look at any of these types of, of properties and notice that we can add a new field relatively simply as well. So here, I'll just make this a um, very simple field. We're going to call this uh, CPE today. And we're going to label it exactly the same. We're going to call it CPE today. And notice that the field types here can be text or multi-line text or integer, numeric, and currency, percent, date, and Boolean. So if we wanted to have um, any of these different things, depending on what our needs are, we could put those in. Uh, I think I'm going to pick 
date, even though that changes the uh, types, because you'll notice with date, we basically have alignments now of left, center, or right. If we go back and choose a different, let's just say numeric, we can uh, indicate how many decimal places are in there and whether or not it's a required field. Let's come back to currency, which would be maybe more common and required. But I will point out one of the things that I like about this system is you'll notice you can have three decimal places or more for currency. And that actually works in multiple jurisdictions besides the US and Canada. Uh, we can also choose uh, percent fields and so forth. But I think you get the idea. Let me just go back to date because it was simple to do. And, uh, you know, we could make that a required field. I'm not going to, but I'll add that CPE today field now. And when we do, we've added that inside the system and it's now available uh, as one of our user defined fields uh, throughout the system. So customizations are pretty straightforward to do inside the product itself. Now uh, let's back up perhaps to maybe the, the billing area for just a moment. And uh, what I really want to talk about here is just the contact management. So let's, let's go up one level, because if you're doing contact management, we might be looking for a particular uh, company. And I'm going to do a generic search like I did earlier, inks. You can see we had a lot of those. But maybe I have a services company, and I just don't quite remember what they what we call them. But I know services seems to fit in their name. And notice that I can uh, use singular. And I would have thought here that both would have, uh, you know, uh, appeared. Let's just do this. Let's add a asterisk on the front side and do services. So that's kind of an oddity in the way that that works. But um, the, the, the search capability gives us that uh, look up across the system uh, throughout. And it really winds up giving us the content management. But let me get to the point because I'm a little distracted just talking that through of what I want to show you. So let's just say I'm looking for a machine company. Here's master pitching. And the idea here is I'd like to have some contact management. Well, the contact management really fits under communications. And notice that I might add a new, uh, you know, item in contact management. And I might say, you know, follow up on quote. And we can establish the type that it is here and the types can be set. So, you know, I'm just going to say a, it's a time to do and we can assign it to various users inside our system. We can put it into a future date and time if that's what we'd like. And in this particular case, I'm just going to use, uh, you know, a future date. So let's put this out in um, 0701. And we want to do it in the morning. So we're going to pick a 9, 9 a.m. Uh, time. All right, and we're going to save that. And what we've now done is 
we have a communication follow-up that's inside the system and we can literally look at the communications notice right now that's in the future so we don't really have that listed in our panel uh, although i do have the follow-up when it was created uh, there it is actually and you'll notice it's the follow-up on the quote and if we come into the the vendor itself or into the customer itself. Um, so let's go take a look here in the customer areas in machine. So there's master pitching. You'll notice that the communication tab is actually in red, letting us know that there's something on there. So we get a bit of a notification, if you will, that we've got things to do. So the contact management capability serves like uh, a CRM might do for us. Well, over in the accounts payable side, uh, let's come over to accounts payable. And uh, we don't have very many suppliers inside this, this demo system. Uh, common contact information is here, but we can, you know, make uh, new transactions and postings, if you will. We have the same type of communications pieces and we can do user-defined fields in here as we would like. Uh, but again, if we want to generate um, various transactions uh, inside here, for example, uh, we want to add in um, actions we can simply add an invoice at this level and so you know when the invoice comes in we can key in or import the various references and terms and due dates inside that we can also post these against specific jobs and we can split those against specific jobs if we need to do so uh, one other thing that's very common if you're using subcontractors is to generate 1099s or T4s in the um, uh, Canadian environment. And we basically have the ability to generate those as I showed a little bit earlier. Uh, the reporting inside uh, the payable system is similar to what we've used before. Uh, so if I uh, you know, drill down into uh, this particular system, you'll notice that I can use the reporting and do labels or envelopes. I can do, uh, you know, payment receipts, invoicing, those types of things at this level. So um, I am afraid as I kind of look around at the clock that we are just about out of time for today. So what I'm going to do is resume for just a minute inside the presentation and what we've uh, discovered i hope is that we've got a little bit of an insight of how spires general ledger operates we also looked a bit inside the accounts payable and accounts receivable modules um, we are going to do a part two of spire and we're going to de deal with a few of the other features that make it beyond an entry-level system. Today, we showed you a little bit of that, not a ton of it, but we want to deal with some of the inventory and production and other items uh, inside the system. So um, to earn credit for what you've seen today, it's super simple. 
just uh, complete the short five question quiz. Uh, you'll get our certificate emailed to you through uh, K2. You can look at the materials that are here. The recording will be available to you as well. And remember, if this is your first time on our podcast, you can uh, listen for free with our courtesy code of one free podcast. We ask you to consider following us and connecting with us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. You can subscribe on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you can also uh, connect and stream our show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on SoundCloud. We are so pleased that you're uh, with us today. We hope to see you in another session. And uh, hopefully we've gotten a few ideas that will help you with what Spire is and what it can do for you. Until we have another time together, take care. We'll see you again soon. Good day.